Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Oxen, the show that helps us and you grow intellectually. In last week's episode, we promised you a continuation on the topic of immigration and human rights. However, looking at the current political situation and in avoidance of any political conflict, we have decided to take a sharp turn and talk about something different. The last couple of days I spent drafting and redrafting a topic that I thought would appeal to you, the listener. I was never satisfied. Every time I would write something, a thought sparks in my mind saying, is it really a good topic? Is it good enough? What if I can think of something better? And it clicked. A couple of years ago, I went on a sprint of reading Malcolm Gladwell's book. I highly recommend reading one of his books, such as Outliers, The Tipping Point, Blink, and more, not in any specific order. Gladwell is a Canadian author whose article in the New York Times, as well as the majority of his book, talk about social psychology. Stay tuned for the end of the episode to know how you can win a copy of Gladwell's book. The last book I read of his was the 2013 book, David and Goliath. In short, it discussed the topic of underdogs and giants or favorites. The book captured an important topic that I always struggled with, and that's the word more. Of course, the book holds much more than such a single concept. In this intro episode of this podcast, I have listed my qualification and education that I hold till this day. It was not to show off, but to show credibility. What most don't know is that I struggled a lot to reach where I am now. I came from a very poor high school educationally and financially. It was not the best school. I always dreamt of going to one of the Ivy League university, excel and do great in my life. I worked day and night, got good grades enough to get me to a top university. Months went by, starting university, I struggled. People were not as friendly as in high school. I struggled to find study groups. I even struggled with understanding classes such as organic one and immunology. Kids in my class seemed to either know it, as if they were taught such lessons from kindergarten, and some with a bit of studying were able to move on and pass the class. I used to spend hours trying to understand. I was sure there was something wrong with me. Why can't I understand such concepts? Am I stupid? Is there something wrong with me? Four years went by. Some subjects I struggled with and others were fine. However, I was always in the bottom or middle in the class ranking, and that depressed me a lot. In the last year in my undergrad, I took business law as a free elective to fulfill my credits and graduate. I loved it. Law was for me a puzzle game, bigger than medicine. It was an ongoing investigation and manipulation to find a solution when no one could. I decided to then become a lawyer, moved to the UK, and enrolled in one of the hardest courses, the GDL, which compresses a three-year law degree into nine months course. This degree is a bridge program to holding a law degree. I was faced with the same exact problem. Everyone in my class seemed to know what they were doing. It was like there was a secret lecture that I was not invited to that explained all the legal concept beforehand. I felt stupid and less than everyone else. I was convinced at that stage that maybe I was striving for something further than my reach. Maybe I should just accept my limitation and not bother by dreams of my hyper-imagination. And then I read Gladswell's book and it explained lots of things I was ignorant of. 
Gladwell discussed an exact situation that I was subjected to. For the lack of better example, I shall extract the explanation that Gladwell offered. In chapter 3, section 5 of David and Goliath, Gladwell explained that psychologist Samuel introduced a term relative deprivation. Samuel studied the U.S. Army. He quizzed both soldiers serving in military police and the air corps. Samuel found out that soldiers working in the military police were more satisfied. But why? That was because, one, soldiers only compared themselves to other military police. Two, getting a promotion was a rare event in the military police. And if you were not promoted, you were in the same boat as everyone else, and you were not that unhappy. In contrast, soldiers working in the Air Corps had a higher chance of getting promoted, up to 50%. Thus, by not being able to get a promotion, soldiers felt less achieved than everyone else, and in terms, unhappy. If you're interested in such topic of relative happiness, we recommend reading Happiness Around the World by Carol Graham. Please note, all references used in this episode are listed in the description, so make sure to check them out. In Carol's example, she asks, who would be happier, a poor person from Chile or a poor person in Honduras? The answer is Honduras. The reason is Chile is a modern developed economy. The poor person in Chile made more than the poor person in Honduras. However, it is the relative distance from average and not the income. A person in Honduras is happier as their distance from the mean income smaller. Thus, they don't feel underachieved or less than everyone else, which is the same concept as the military police and air corps study. This is what is called the big fish little pond theory. The problem of school, unhappiness, and underachievement is a very intricate, complex topic. We're here to point out the idea and point to the right direction that you need to take if you're interested in such topic. What I'm trying to say is that I was not stupid. The soldiers in the Air Corps were not less than everyone else who got promoted. Nor the poor person in Chile was worse than the person in Honduras. It is all relative to the distance from the average pool of people in that sector. Because the poor person in Chile was so far off the average income in Chile, Still, he was better from the poor person in Honduras. But that did not matter to him, because he felt less achieved than everyone else, which resulted in them feeling depressed. That spiraled them to perform less and maybe give up. Going to a top university gave me a good degree that I can use at work, but it crushed my self-worth for so long. But have I gotten to an average university, I would have maybe flourished in the field of science and medicine, but I would have never gotten into law school. Our message or moral of this episode is that to say if you are having difficulty at work, school, life, and you feel like you have underachieved or less than everyone else, take a pause. Maybe you really did not work that hard. Maybe this is not really your cup of tea. Or maybe you're just far off the average distance from the majority. So don't beat yourself over it. It is a social structure the incorrect school system, which mold everyone to one teaching method. Or maybe it's the incorrect business structure that is designed to let some people feel less than others. A person's psychology has a huge impact on performance. Lots of people and scientists agree that the IQ standardized test is a disastrous way of measuring IQ. 
As the U.S. adopted the IQ test around World War I as immigration entry requirement, lots of immigrants failed it, or for the better use of word, fell under the bell curve. Not because they were not intelligent, because of multiple factors. One, language and cultural difference gave them a disadvantage in some of the questions. Two, are stereotype threats, which is well explored in the psychology experiment as three groups controlled and two test groups were used. Group one, the white students were given a good encouraging and positive talk before the IQ test, while the minority students were treated badly beforehand. Group two was the opposite. The white students were treated badly and the minority students were encouraged and treated well. The IQ test varied in the first group. White students scored high, they performed significantly better than the minority. Surprisingly though, group two, the minority students performed significantly higher than white students in their group. To read more about the experiment, we suggest reading How Stereotypes Shape Intellectual Identity and Performance, an article by Cloyd. It is not always about more and better. It is about what's best, which could be an average point in a bell curve. There are lots of biological and economical, psychological, and political factors that unfortunately hinder our progress and hinder lots of great talent from rising. But we as humans should use our intelligence, which is the best weapon we have, evolutionary, to excel and achieve what we want, even if it takes us double the time. Because after all, we are all going to cross the finish line, and that's an achievement. For a chance to win one of Gladswell's book, make sure to retweet this episode on Twitter and link us. And in next week, you might be the winner. I hope to see you in next week's episode. Till then, if you like what you heard, follow us exclusively on Anchor and Twitter, where you can submit questions and comments about the show. For a full list of resources or any further inquiries on legal rights, contact us on Twitter at Oxen. Till then, stay sharp.